sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. To a Thursday, live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the SportsGrid Network as well. I am Ben Stevens. That's Spiz Grizz Network, otherwise known as SportsGrid. Of course, include sportsgrid.com slash watch. Find your favorite destination to consume everything all across the grid. I mentioned it's Thursday, live right here on the morning after. It is all also draft day tonight in Brooklyn starting around 8 p.m. Eastern time the future of the association will be shaped and changed as the 2023 NBA draft gets underway we know for pretty much certain who is going number one overall there are no guarantees in the world of sports gambling but a minus 50,000 favorite for Victor Wembayama to be that number one overall selection made by San Antonio it is his coronation tonight but there is plenty of chaos that might ensue the offseason in the NBA has only gone on for just over a week the Denver Nuggets won game five of the 2023 NBA finals a week and a half ago two Mondays back in the Mile High City and since then the summer has already played out Bradley Beal traded from the Wizards to the Phoenix Suns Phoenix going fully in trying to contend for a Western Conference title well Washington continues to deal away its roster a blockbuster trade in the overnight hours that sets the stage for draft day in the NBA the Wizards sending Kristaps Porzingis and the 25th overall pick to the Boston Celtics as Boston trades away Marcus Smart to the Memphis Grizzlies the Grizzlies trade away Tyus Jones to the Washington Wizards a second round pick and a few others like Mike Muscala and Danilo Gallinari the Celtics also get the Warriors 2024 first round selection that is top for protected so a blockbuster trade in the NBA we'll have Kevin Walsh here for the entirety of the rest of this opening hour his reaction because I'm sure he'll have things to say about the Boston Celtics now being booked as the favorites to win the Eastern Conference Championship despite dealing away Marcus Smart adding Kristaps Porzingis the 25th overall pick tonight as well they are now the NBA championship favorites that's the expectation for Boston entering next year. And how different might the landscape in the NBA look after Victor Wembayama is drafted number one overall tonight by San Antonio? Here's the draft order in the lottery for the 2023 NBA draft. We know what's going to happen pretty much so at number one overall for the Spurs. But what ensues at two for Charlotte and potentially another blockbuster on the horizon with the Portland Trailblazers already being likely to shop away that number three overall pick trying to add to its roster veterans in stars to pair alongside Damian, Damian Lillard. So let's look at the top 10 of the draft order and what the odds are saying right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Again, there are no guarantees in the world of sports wagering, but Victor Wembayama being a minus 50,000 favorite to be the first overall pick tonight 
is as close as you are going to get. So the question is not who goes number one overall. It's what does Wemby do in his rookie campaign in the NBA? Already booked as a minus 170 odds on favorite to win rookie of the year. We have mentioned this point a few times. The Spurs have drafted first overall twice before in the history of their organization. 1987, they take the Admiral David Robinson number one overall. 1997, the Spurs select Tim Duncan first overall. In each of their rookie years, Robinson's and then Duncan's in that year following, the Spurs upgraded their win total by 35 or more games. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. The opening hour of a Thursday. It is draft day. Live right here across the Sports Grid Network and on the morning after. Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. So the coronation tonight, otherwise known as the NBA Draft, for that first overall selection, Victor Wembayama, known as a generational talent, the most highly touted prospect to enter the association in over two decades since LeBron James. You can see his number in the French League, the top league over there in France, playing for the Metropolitans, 92, averaging a double-double. He can do things on a basketball court. At 7'5", you would not think possible. That's what Wemby brings with him to the NBA. Now, here's where the chaos ensues, and we have seen a ton of odds movement in the past 48 hours for that second overall selection made by the Charlotte Hornets. Mitch Kupchak, the GM there in Charlotte, saying yesterday they have zeroed in on two prospects. They haven't entirely ruled out the possibility of trading back in the draft order, but they've zeroed in on two prospects. He didn't name names. But we know from the odds. We got the report from ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski in the overnight hours on Tuesday that the Hornets were all in on Brandon Miller. And because of that, Miller now a minus 650 favorite to be that second overall pick. Scoot Henderson, minus 480 to go third overall. That pick currently held by the Portland Trailblazers. But on Tuesday afternoon, it wasn't Miller. It was Henderson as an odds-on favorite at minus 260 to be that second overall selection we will see some more movement I am sure on this day of the draft and the top four pretty solidified at this moment at least according to the odds all first of the four picks are nearly a four dollar favorite or greater as Amen Thompson is the favorite to go fourth overall a pick currently held by the Houston Rockets at minus 390 Kevin Walsh is here it is draft day we're wearing jackets that's next on the morning after SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Day in the association. The 2023 NBA draft is tonight. It starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Welcome back to a Thursday live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid. You know what else begins at 8 p.m. Eastern time tonight around the NBA draft? That would be Sports Grid's 2023 NBA draft special. Myself, Kevin Walsh, and James Young. Live from the Ocean Casino and Resort in Atlantic City, New Jersey. No better place to be on a Thursday in the summer than AC in NJ alongside OK Dubs and JY. And in that spirit, 
Guess who joins us for the rest of the opening hour live right here on this draft day, Thursday on the morning after. It is the one, the only, the originator of the Spiz Grizz. It is old K-Dubs, Kevin Walsh. Both wearing jackets, both looking dapper mm. on this Thursday. Kev, great to have you here on the morning after. Excited to be here, my man. You look, you look good in the jacket, I told you. I've heard... High-ranking officials have come and told me, hit my line, and said, whoa, might be, I might be a keeper. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Listen, management, this is for the gimmick today. Do not get any ideas for the rest <laughs> of what we do here on the morning after. Kev, I cannot wait for tonight. You're going to be running point. We'll get the coaching breakdowns from JY, the best that you will mm. find, and I'll try to provide that market movement to try to make everybody a couple of dollars and, of course, a better and more engaged NBA fan. So, Kev, let's set the stage for what we are going to see tonight. It is an absolute, almost, certainty that Victor Wembayama will be that first overall selection there are no 100 percent guarantees in the world of sports wagering but when you see Wemby as a minus 50,000 odds on favorite to be that first overall selection it's as close as you will get so Kev the question is not who's going number one overall tonight to the San Antonio Spurs the question I ask you what do you anticipate Victor Wembayama's impact to be in his rookie season in the NBA I think it's a great question, but it is one that's really difficult to answer because the San Antonio Spurs just don't have a lot of talent. I mean, again, you try and figure out who is this team's best player pre-Webinyama. Vic enters as their best player right away. And yes, a lot of that has to do with him. But again, Keldon Johnson, Tyus Jones's younger brother, Trey Jones, is that where we would start to that conversation? Doug McDermott? Those are those are not legitimate answers there. So my point is, you're asking Victor Webinyama to go to a team that is really devoid of talent. Yes, there were teams that had worse records, right? The Detroit Pistons, but that has to do with Jaden Ivey being a rookie and Cade Cunningham being injured. Victor Webinyama really is, is entering into quite a barren situation here, which makes San Antonio's offseason interesting, Ben. If they believe in this guy to the degree that we all do, do they get a little yeah. aggressive here in the market? Tank was a one-season tank, and now let's see if we can recruit at a high level in free agency. There are no odds out just yet for the win total for San Antonio on the FanDuel Sportsbook, but we've made this point a few times. In the rookie yeah. years of David Robinson and Tim Duncan, the other two number one overall draft picks for the San Antonio Spurs, the Spurs saw their wins go up by 35 from a season prior 36 in fact in 1998-99 in Tim Duncan's rookie season so that's where things are for San Antonio Kev the draft really begins then at number two overall ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reporting on Tuesday evening that Charlotte was zeroing in on taking Alabama's Brandon Miller as the second overall pick he was not the favorite at the time it was scoot henderson a minus 260 favorite before that reporting from adrian wojanowski now brandon miller a minus 650 favorite to be that second overall selection kev is it a done deal will brandon miller play for the charlotte hornets 
Certainly hope so, because I certainly got myself involved in Brandon Miller to go second overall at a minus 120 price. Obviously, you've seen that movement there, and that's the movement that comes when an Adrian Wojnarowski gives us that kind of report. And the reason that I believe in it, and it, not obviously Woj is Woj, but it doesn't make sense, Ben, for this to be a smokescreen. Unless the Hornets don't understand what a smokescreen is, which... I guess you can't rule out. You do not go, hey, just so you know, we're drafting the guy nobody wants, so offer up your best. It doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, right? right? Everybody else in the league wants a piece of Scoot Henderson. I mean, heck, we've seen some reports that suggest people would be more inclined to trade up for Eamon Thompson than Brandon Miller, things I certainly would agree with league-wide here. So I think Charlotte is just totally in love with Brandon Miller. I think they are believing that the fit is optimal with Miller and LaMelo Ball. Again, I think another mistake, and I expect Brandon Miller to come off of the board here at second. And you saw Scoot Henderson nearly a $5 favorite now to be that third overall selection. The question might become who is making that third pick tonight. Portland has reportedly been shopping around that pick, trying to acquire a superstar to pair alongside Damian Lillard. So, Kev, as we look at the odds right now for the players that are favored to be selected 1 through 10 in this 2023 NBA draft early on in the lottery, where do you expect the first surprise to come later this evening? So uh, the so, sorry, Ryan, can I cut out? Say that again to me. Sorry. I said, where do you expect the first surprise to come later this oh, evening? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for me, I think it could come via the trade, actually, in that the Anthony Black sweepstakes seem to be the hottest kind of discussions ongoing right now. And we heard the Wizards absolutely loved him. We heard that a while ago. But then we found out that the Magic seemed really enamored with his talents. Well, the Jazz sit at nine behind both of those guys, both of those teams, Ben. And that could yeah. require them to get up to five to take an Anthony Black, which a Detroit Pistons team sitting there at five is reportedly interested in trading down. Utah has other first-rounders that they could slide up. The 16th overall pick is certainly on the board and something they're reportedly willing to move. Anthony Black is over 10-1 to 1 on the FanDuel Sportsbook, Ben, to go fifth. And this is something that we always try and hammer home as it pertains to draft odds here. The fifth overall pick is not the Detroit Pistons pick. I don't think the Pistons right. have any chance to draft Anthony Black, but I think the Utah Jazz coming up to five and drafting Anthony Black is absolutely in play. Anthony Black right now, a co-favorite to go number six overall. He picked the Magic currently own. He is alongside Asor Thompson, the second of the Thompson twins. Asor right now is a minus 160 favorite to be that fifth overall selection. So let's run the triple threat. If you haven't seen old K-Dubs out there on the hardwood, my man can do it all. He can handle, he can pass, he can shoot, he can go up and get you bored. So Kev, you alluded to this earlier. The thought is Brandon Miller is going second overall to Charlotte because it's a better fit alongside LaMelo Ball. You don't need two dependent ball guards like Scoot and LaMelo on the same team. What do you think that role looks like for Brandon Miller and how you see this draft playing out this evening? So he should be the team's second leader in terms of scoring and, and usage overall. That's how they're going to try to use him. I think it makes Brandon Miller's likelihood of rookie of the year fascinating because LaMelo Ball is not a model of, of great health. 
So if Scoot ends up kind of second on the depth chart behind Damian Lillard, and that's a whole other complicated situation, obviously Vic's the favorite, but if we're trying to look for value anywhere other than Webb and Yama, you could make a really interesting case on Brandon Miller. And, you know, of course, the sneaky thing there, and some of these odds are available, Rookie of the Year. Uh, do not forget Chet Holmgren. But Brandon Miller is not seen on the tier of Scoot or Chet in that market his landing spot in terms of winning this award much better in charlotte than in portland or houston for that matter so kev who would you think might be a steal in tonight's first round listen and i don't know if you and i'll just carry this conversation to the break here but the big Ten's own bryce sensabaugh look unless the knee reports are bad and i don't know about him ben the, his draft status is insane an obvious lottery talent all right, so we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. There's plenty more to get to up next here on The Morning App. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Draft day in the association and here on a Thursday on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159 all around the Spiz Grizz Network. That is Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. He is Kevin Walsh back here for a second consecutive segment. He will join us for the rest of this opening hour. So, Kev, we were looking at your triple threat for the 2023 NBA draft. You mentioned Brandon Miller, despite going number two overall, that might be a tad too high for him just in terms of relative correlation to the rest of this draft class. Then you alluded to an all Big Ten freshman a season ago, a third team Big Ten selection from last year for Ohio State. Bryce Sensabaugh saying there might be some value on Sensabaugh later on in tonight's opening round. Why do you feel that way after his freshman year in Columbus? Well, be because he might be the best scorer in this class and he's a freshman. When do 19, when, if the best scorer in the class is 19, Ben, when do they mm. ever fall out of the lottery? Trick question, answers never. That's the answer, never. And he's an elite shooter at minimum. So I made this, I just made this point, you know, a little bit ago, but Jordan Hawkins, yep. who I like, and the Duncan Robinson comp is one staring you right in the face, and Duncan Robinson got a big contract from Miami, and Jordan Hawkins is probably going to go in the lottery at, at worst inside that top 20. Bryce Sensabaugh has a higher potential than Jordan Hawkins and is a comparable shooter. Look, you can make an argument he's a better shooter than Jordan Hawkins. It's just he doesn't have the frame of Hawkins, so people don't kind of envision him running around screens in the same capacity, Ben. But that's just kind of my thing on Sensabaugh there. The, the, the fact that he's going to have the potential to get his a, a frame that's a complete mismatch that should only get better in NBA workout rooms as well. I, look, this is to me a guy that if he went inside the top 10, he wouldn't be out of range. Ohio State last year had Bryce Sensabaugh leading them in scoring at better than 16 points per game. The first freshman to lead the Buckeyes in scoring since D'Angelo Russell back in 2014-2015. Sensabaugh scored in double digits in 21 of the first 22 games for Ohio State last year. And their basketball season was rather dismal, but Sensabaugh was a bright spot. 
for Ohio State and Chris Holtman a season ago. Kev, on that triple threat, we saw the team that you thought might already make some moves here on draft night. We've already seen some moves here in this offseason. Why do you think the Brooklyn Nets might be a team to keep an eye on later this evening? So the Nets are fascinating. I, I, it's not an, uh, a common occurrence, but boy do I love when a team has back-to-back -back picks. Because it's just odd and funky, and what, what are we going to get involved with there? Uh, as they're going to select in this draft, 21 and 22, if they stay put. But that's if they yep. stay put. The reason the Nets are the team to watch is they are they're rumored for everything. This is a team that might want to get themselves inside that top 10. And by the way, if Dallas picks at 10, that would be the upset of the night. That would be the upset of the evening if that team selects at 10. Everybody wants to get in the top 10. Dallas has no interest in actually drafting there. So Brooklyn could make that type of move. But also, Brooklyn is a team that is probably still going to try and think long-term, and they have a couple of short-term assets on their roster, most notably Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal. We've heard the Lakers interested in both of those guys. The Mavericks at 10 are interested in both of those players there. So this is the kind of team, Ben, that has the ability to take in more draft assets from contending teams that are hoping to strengthen the rest of their roster and a team that could mm -hmm. fly up the board and get themselves in the lottery. The favorite right now to go 10th overall, Derek Lively the second, of course, playing his freshman year at Duke. It's a plus 185 number. Kev, we've already seen dramatic moves in this short NBA, NBA offseason that's been just over a week. Bradley Beal traded from Washington to Phoenix, a new super team of sorts in the desert alongside Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. The Wizards making another blockbuster deal late last night, sending Kristaps Porzingis to Boston. In return, they acquire a second-round draft pick. They get Tyus Jones, Mike Muscala, Danilo Gallinari, and Boston gets the 25th pick tonight in the 2023 NBA Draft's first round. And then, of course, the other big component of this deal, the Celtics sending Marcus Smart to the Memphis Grizzlies. Kev, as this came in in the overnight hours and you were getting ready for the early line here on Sports Grid today, what was your initial takeaway from that blockbuster deal? So it has to center around the Celtics because they are now the favorites to win the NBA championship. Slight movement, it's a slight difference. But they did jump the Denver Nuggets. And in one angle, you understand it. Because Chris Tapp's poor Zingas is a 23-point-per-game guy who can give you solid rebounding, even though it's maybe a little lackluster for his true size, and actual rim protection, and he's only 27 years old. So there's excitement yep. there for Boston as they continue to add talent. And in this league, the more talent you have, the more dangerous you are. But similarly, Boston entered this offseason for me needing playmaking guards I thought quite look Chris Stapps is far more valuable than Chris Paul he's 10 years younger but Chris Paul to me would make a bigger impact on that Boston roster than KP in a singular mm. season so instead what this team did was trade their only playmaking guard in Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon remains and it doesn't matter if you're high on Malcolm Brogdon Brogdon's in the mm. building because the Clippers, the Clippers, Kawhi Paul George's team said, well, that guy's way too injured. No way. No, thank you. That's, that's not a good sign. So Boston added talent and multiple firsts. I'm not sitting here saying that this is a bad trade that they made. It's probably too good to be true for Boston at the end of it. But now the, hey, I think you should upgrade your guard spot is a need 
for the Boston Celtics. They need to they need to get creative with their first rounders here, Ben, and add the, add themselves a pure point guard. The Celtics have become, by a 10-cent difference, as Kev alluded to, the favorites to win next year's NBA title. They are the favorites to win the Eastern Conference, vaulting the Milwaukee Bucks. It's a 2-1 to number live right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. A little bit of odd settling after this trade last night. Kristaps Porzingis, for all of the conversation around him, of course, a top-five pick by the New York Knicks now uh, many years ago. Kevy's averaged better than 22 points and eight boards the last two seasons for Washington. He is a talented player, but what does the fit look like as Joe Mazzulla looks to end Enter year number two as Boston's head man. So, Kev, will that be the expectation then for the Celtics entering this season? Another year like we have seen the past two NBA championship or bust? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Boston is, is obviously title or bust. Again, look at the teams that have made multiple conference finals in the last five years. There's only two teams that have done that and not won a championship, and it's Boston and Miami. And that's why, but Miami skates by a little bit. They deserve all the credit in the world. It was a successful season. You cannot slaughter expectations in the way that they did and it not be a success. But Miami also has to be aggressive in trying to get better. And Ben, they are, right? Talking on Beal, trying to push Lillard. Maybe they're interested in a Zach Levine. Similarly for Boston, you have to then attempt to get better. Figure out where you didn't have it and, and try and go up a level. And again, in this league, when you step out on that court and you go, dude, we're just way better than you, that makes the difference. And that's why, as much as I really think they need to figure out the guard spot there to some to some degree, Chris Stapps, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown is a supremely talented core, and they're all yep. 27 or younger. That Boston certainly could be set up for long-term success. But, Ben... Lastly, they're always set up for long-term success. Nobody cares that they're going to always be great. It is time to win a title in Boston. They have reached the Eastern Conference Finals each of the last three years, or two years, excuse me, but they have not made it mm -hmm. to that NBA, or they did not make it to the NBA Finals this year. Kev, as we focus on what the original deal looked like constructed, we heard reports yesterday the Clippers were involved in this three-team trade, trying to bring Malcolm Brogdon to L.A., but as you mentioned, they were wary of his health which has been a huge issue plaguing the Clippers from being a true Western Conference contender. Paul George is reportedly on the market. The Clippers are gauging his value in any trade potentials as we get ready for the 2023 NBA draft. Kev, two-part question for you. One, do you think there's an actual chance Paul George is traded by the Clippers this offseason, maybe even during this draft week. And two, do you agree with Brandon Miller that Paul George is the GOAT, the greatest of all time in the association? Uh, Brandon Miller, absolutely off my board. Um, I mean, that was for the LeBron comments there. The Paul George comments, yeah. if anything, actually got me back in favor because it was just such an outrageous move. But to handle the first bit of it, I do think it's believable because it makes sense. PG and Kawhi are both uh, on one-year deals and then player options. We all just watched Middleton opt out of a $40 million contract last night. Do you think PG and Kawhi Leonard are going to opt into one-year deals? Obviously not. That's too risky for the Clippers. The Clippers, a year from now, could lose both of these guys for nothing. And the problem is when you have them both, the end result 
is never good enough because of injuries. The only thing for the Clippers is you need to not only entertain PG deals. Call on Kawhi. I, this is, mm. It's not a bit. This is not about Kawhi slander. Call Memphis and see what's going on with John Moran. Call Atlanta and see what's going on with Trey Young. Those are two locked-in, long-term guards that those two organizations can be like, ah, you know what? All right, let's make a move, and let's go for it here. Memphis adds Kawhi, people are betting him to win the title. Atlanta adds Kawhi, people are betting him to win the East. That's the kind of player he is, and the Clippers could be set up better long-term. Currently, the Clippers and the Grizz tied for the fifth-best price to win next year's Western Conference Championship at 11-1. More on the morning after. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It is draft day in the NBA, and that is the case live right here as we continue on this Thursday on the morning after on Sports Grid. Kevin Walsh back for a third consecutive segment, and I am Ben Stevens. So, Kev, as we look around, not just the draft lottery, but who might fill out the first round in tonight's NBA draft, you brought up this point earlier when discussing Bryce Sensabaugh that the Big Ten Conference, despite its shortcomings in March, might have something to say here in late June. How do you evaluate the crop of talent from the Big Ten in this year's NBA draft? So to, to me, the, the Big Ten is offering up some of the most interesting names in this draft. And I want to then kind of flip this with you and get your thoughts on a couple of specifics here. Now, the, the first one is a bit of a joke, but also serious. Keegan Murray went fourth overall to the Sacramento Kings. And if Correct. memory serves, that was met with some slander from the desk that night. Maybe not yourself, because you obviously knew how good Keegan was. But yeah. I had my questions, you know, big fan of fellow Big Tenor, Jaden Ivey. Just let's not worry about the fit. Kind of interesting, interesting, interesting. Keegan is objectively a hit. We know that for Sacramento. I know it's silly that I go, well, Chris Murray's the same guy. Why is he going in the back end of the 20s? But... Obviously, there are a ton of similarities. Keegan Murray is someone that we heard Sacramento was unwilling to move in a Bradley Beal deal. It gives you the idea to which Keegan Murray hit. Do you feel that Chris Murray, I don't want to say Keegan's level, but Chris Murray is being undervalued heading into this draft? I don't think undervalued is the correct word. I think somewhere in the early 20s to mid-20s, and that's the price you see on Chris Murray right now to be a top 20 pick because it's plus 350 I think that's pretty spot on for Chris Murray the Iowa Hawkeyes Kev have never had back-to-back -back years two consecutive NBA drafts featuring a first round selection in both of course with Keegan going fourth overall to Sacramento it could be history tonight for the Iowa Hawkeyes and brothers will be a theme mm -hmm. the Thompson twins we might see that with the Murrays following this draft as well i think that chris can have an impact 
in the NBA. It is interesting, Kev, when you look at the top 20 selections right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook to be a top 20 pick. It's actually Chris Murray with a plus 350 number, 80 cents shorter than that of Bryce Sensabaugh, who you think is going to be a steal or a sleeper, perhaps, in tonight's opening round. Sensabaugh, a plus 430 price to be a top 20 selection. My favorite thing with Chris Murray, and I see, I, which it's still, you know, not even 10 a.m. yet. I hope we get more and more markets. Hang a Chris Murray over under, make it 24 and a half every mock, then almost every mock. He lands in Sacramento. And I, I love that. I love that. I love, yeah. look, if the Jaguars are going to draft Travis Etienne for Trevor Lawrence, then the Kings can draft Keegan's brother. I, I think that that would be fine. Here's my other question. And this Wait. might end up leading to more kind of, uh, history books of what the heck went wrong in Ann Arbor this year. But Kobe Bufkin is now everybody's favorite player in this draft. And Jet yep. Howard, as you just showed up there, is a minus price to go in this top 20. Yet Michigan yep. is coming off of this wildly disappointing season. They had a guy in Hunter mm -hmm. Dickinson, right, who in terms of the college world is supposed to be one of the premier players. But we know it yep. was a down season in Michigan. How much of that impacts the way you view the two young Wolverines that are getting plenty of love heading into draft night? I think it is really interesting when you focus on Kobe Bufkin first and foremost. Jet Howard is a great shooter. I think he's going to be a floor spacer in the NBA. But Kobe Bufkin, Kev, mm -hmm. entered last year in Ann Arbor as one of three McDonald's All-Americans that Jawan Howard brought to campus. This, of course, was following Michigan's Elite Eight run from a year prior. There was a ton of optimism in Ann Arbor two years ago, adding Hunter Dickinson back in the fold as well. Jet Howard taking on a more prominent role and Kobe Bufkin along with a couple of other McDonald's All-Americans. And what did Bufkin do? He didn't start a game, but he played in 28 and he only averaged three points. So the upgrade that he showed this past year in Ann Arbor, obviously the success for a team as a whole, not great, but individually to bump that average from three points per game to 14 points per game and showing off the full repertoire of what he has. When you look at Bufkin tonight, an over-under draft position prop of 12 and a half and the under heavily juiced at minus 188 that means there is an expectation kev he is going to go in one of the first 12 picks of tonight's nba mm -hmm. draft lottery revisionist history on michigan's 2022-23 campaign is going to be yeah. fascinating but you saw the young talent in ann arbor jet howard and kobe bufkin both first round picks more than likely tonight kev and so i think they'll both have an opportunity to make an impact in the nba pretty early on yeah, and, and Bufkin specifically, I, I think he is in play at eight for the Wizards. Uh, I think that that team is enamored with guard. Everybody knows they like Anthony Black. The problem is yep. everybody knows they like Anthony Black. So people are going to be looking to jump Washington to secure yep. Anthony Black's services there. Uh, I do think Bufkin is going to be a legitimate. Uh, I, here's, here's how I see it. I, I think Cam Whitmore... Yep is the right move but if a sword thompson and anthony black are off the board it's buffkin or whitmore i don't like a lot of like taylor hendricks ben is somebody who i went over the eight and a half draft position on which is a number yeah. that's continued to move there i i like the player in hendricks i just don't think that's the move washington's looking to make 
Eight and a half now with that over juice, Kev, at minus 172. It was interesting to see the stock rise for Hendricks, not as well known out of Central Florida, but now it seems like that's petering off just a little bit. By the way, Kobe Bufkin has the third best price to be the eighth, ninth, and tenth overall selection mm. in tonight's NBA draft. Kev, two more big tenors for you to keep an eye on that might be a late first rounder more than likely into the second. That would be Trace Jackson Davis, of course, the big man out of Indiana. If the shot develops a prototypical 4-5 in the NBA, I think, at the next level. He's a guy that can do everything on a basketball floor, and that also goes, along with Jalen Pickett, out of Penn State, a sensational pass season in State College. Two guys, Kev, that literally do everything. They were two of a handful of players, if not the only two, at the high major level last year to rank top five in a Power Five conference in points, rebounds and assists that is what they bring to this next level to value picks probably tonight in the nba draft kev if you'll allow let's transition quickly to major league baseball yeah. a recap of yesterday's slate that features perhaps the hottest team not perhaps it is the hottest team in all mm -hmm. of the bigs the cincinnati reds winners of now 11 straight games a five to three victory yesterday over the Colorado Rockies at the Great American Ballpark. Kev, they were booked as a greater than $2 favorite. Jake Fraley, a two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth for Cincy at home for the win. Kev, as you look up and down Major League Baseball right now, is this the best story at this point of the Major League Baseball season? It's, was it the one I'm happiest about? So I guess that would mean yes. Yeah. Here's, here's my favorite Reds moment, and it, and it may not be topped. But it's Benson hitting that walk-off home run, his first career home run, and celebrating like you're supposed to celebrate that situation. That's what baseball needs. So the Reds being cool. Here's the thing, Ben. If I say name a cool baseball player, you know exactly the guy you're going to name. And he's not played in a very, very, very long time. Obviously, that's Ken Griffey Jr. Who's the last cool baseball player? The Reds might have all of them all of a sudden. If you think I don't want... Look, you know that... Look, I'm in basketball mode full-time, and I'm still walking around yeah. like this, throwing up fours, Ellie De La Cruz style, okay? Because we're yeah. out here in the mix. You know I like to wear my baseball caps. I might need a Reds hat sooner than later because this team is bringing the juice. And here's the reason why they're, it's, it's good to buy into them because they have the opportunity to send the Milwaukee Brewers away, and that's what we all should be rooting for because I can't stand that team. I just absolutely can't. They are more likely to trade Corbin Burns than try and add an all-star. I have no use for yeah. them. Their baseball's boring. They're unserious. So I hope Cincinnati continues to win every game they play and kick that Milwaukee team to the curb. A game-and-a-half lead over Milwaukee now in the National League Central. And you saw the stats since Ellie De La Cruz's MLB debut earlier this month in June. Of course, the 11-game win streak for the Reds. But they've won 13 of the 15 with Ellie De La Cruz with the big league club. He has the second-best price to win Rookie of the Year in the National League at plus 950. It's because Corbin Carroll for the Arizona Diamondbacks, who have the second-best mark in the National League, is a minus 500 favorite. But this is the excitement for Cincinnati at this moment. A one-and-a-half game lead in the National League Central, Kev, but still the third-best price to win the division at plus 360 how sustainable is it going to be that's what we'll find out 11 straight wins for the Reds Kev 
10 straight wins for the San Francisco Giants. A 4-2 victory yesterday against their National League West divisional foes, handing you Darvish, another loss, by the way, Darvish this year, now 5-6 as the Giants have won 10 straight, Kev, that 4-2 victory yesterday up in the Bay. How do you evaluate this San Francisco team when you compare them to the San Diego team we all expected to perhaps be the team that had the third best record in the National League? It's not San Diego, it's San Francisco. Kevin Walsh? Yeah, so for the Giants, it's the fact that now multiple teams are in front of the Los Angeles Dodgers in the NL West. The Dodgers, that, that was my preseason World Series pick. And they're still, they're still great, and they still, uh, to me, are a dangerous, dangerous baseball team because that team at the deadline, that's the team that goes, oh, what? You know what? I'm not happy about this. Uh, give us Paul Goldschmidt. Like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you, what do you even mean? Where, where's he going to play? Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. We just want to keep adding players, right? But right. it's the fact that the, the Dodgers now, on a nightly basis, are looking up at multiple teams. But to then, Ben, take that to kind of the other angle of this here. The San Diego Padres being neither one of those teams is so unacceptable. But what in the world are you supposed to do? What do you tear it down? You, you can't add talent. You already have all the talent in the world. Yeah. Is it another lost season in San Diego? Is it, look, the fact that Tatis wasn't there for a couple of weeks is enough to justify this team sitting where they are? No team in baseball yeah. right now is saying, man, thank goodness we play 162 of these bad boys because they're going to need all of them to pull themselves up from this lowest starting point. Three National League West teams tied for the third best price to win the pennant in the NL. The Padres, the Giants, and the D-backs all at 12-1. to Arizona has the lead in that division. The Dodgers did sweep their freeway series against the Angels, winning both games by a final score of 2 nothing. But it is an interesting time in the National League West where L.A. has won that division 10 of the last 11 Major League Baseball seasons. Kev, a ton of streaks around MLB. The Red Sox had their six-game win streak snapped yesterday by the Minnesota Twins. A Kyle Farmer walk-off RBI single in extras the home half of the 10th. Kev, what are your thoughts on the American League Central where the Twins are still in first yeah. place despite still being a game below 500? Yeah, cancel the Central. Congrats on the win, Minnesota. The entire Central is worse than the entire AL East. That's, yep. that's disgusting. Cannot one of you beat up on the other one and then have a, like a, a fake good record? There's not a single team in the, in the whole division that has a winning record. Not even a 500. That's ugly. That's ugly baseball being played in the Central. Kev, it's what's going to make the American League in the wild card race this summer all that much more interesting. More of the morning after as we round out this opening hour up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after live right here on this Thursday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM all around the Spiz Grizz network that is Sports Grid and that 
is Kevin Walsh. He is the originator of the Spiz Grizz. He is all K-Dubs. Uh -huh. He has joined us for most of this opening hour. I am Ben Stevens. Kevin, is there anything you want to say before we hear from yeah. the people to round out this opening hour? risky by you oh, look not often yeah. that ben and i get into like pure debates over stuff but it's usually when i challenge the purity of his college athletics folks let me just say this right now if you think patino at st john's matters more next year than Bronny james at usc you're 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 sadly mistaken all right I, let, let's just put I, let's just put it simple as that i don't think that St. John's is the most interesting story in college basketball next year. Yeah. You said Kentucky was number two. Then you asked me a rhetorical who's number one. I was using an evaluation based on who you were for getting LeBron's kid in Bronny yeah. James. That is my but apology. You, but you went like this. USC, hold on. Bronny's the, Bronny's the biggest star in college basketball next season. The only yeah. other option is Caitlin Clark. Listen, USC has a tremendous recruiting class on their way to Los Angeles, including Bronny James. Are they the most interesting story in college basketball? I'm not quite so sure. Are they going to garner a ton of attention each and every night? Yes, I do understand that. I'm not having Bronny James slander. I don't think that he's just a Nepo baby. I'm just saying, Kev, I was just making my argument. Fade the public. Anyway, here's Fade the public. <laughs> Oh, at man. Sports Grid TV on Twitter, who won the blockbuster trade that we got in the overnight hours between the Celtics, yeah. the Grizzlies, and the Wizards? Of course, Kristaps Porzingis going to Boston, Marcus yeah. Smart making his way now to the grind city. Here are the answers. The Celtics getting nearly 55% of this vote at Sports Grid TV. I'm not sure you're going to see it. Kev, who won the trade? Uh, the, the answer is obviously not the Wizards is the main answer there. Okay. Not the Wizards that, won the trade. I voted for Washington just to boost their poll results, by the way. Hour number two of the morning after next.